Turned on it. High drive in the left field. Gone into the White Sox bullpen. Turned on it. Swing and a miss. Strike three, and this one's over. Sox win. Sox win. In time, and the White Sox have won the ball game. Eloy, drop ball, base hit to right field. The White Sox are going to take an early lead. Anderson will score. RBI single. Eloy Jimenez. And McCann drives one of the air to right center field. That's going to get down. Base hit. Maybe extra bases. Randall will score easily. Anderson hits one of the air to left field. Chasing back is Rosario. Track, wall, and it is gone. This is White Sox Weekly. Yes! The Chicago baseball conversation on the flagship home of the Sox. 720 WGN. High fly ball in the left field. Back it up on that one, Rosario. Track, wall, gone! Into the bullpen, James McCann. That's a high fly ball into deep left field. Fair or foul? That's the only question right now. Fair, gone! Home run, Encarnacion. And the first one, he swings and hits a high fly ball. Luis Robert, he's there, he's got it. It's playoff time for the Chicago White Sox. Here's Mark Carmen. Good afternoon, White Sox Weekly with you till 5.30. Then we'll have White Sox pregame, and then we'll have the second to last game of the year. Hard to believe, but that's all that is left. And the White Sox coming in, as you know, on a significant slide here, needing a win tonight against John Lester and the Chicago Cubs. Let's get you up to date on the playoff race to start the show. Right now, the White Sox are tied with Cleveland in the American League Central, but the Indians do have the tiebreaker. So right now, Cleveland is in second and are the fourth seed in the American League playoffs, playing the number 5 seed New York Yankees if we stopped the season right now, which we will not. The White Sox have fallen to the seven seed, and would play on the road at the Oakland Athletics. Rays are the first seed uh, playing the Blue Jays. As of right now, the Twins are the three seed versus the Astros. Now, the White Sox were in that spot. In fact, they were all the way, at one point here, they had the best record in the American League and actually were the one seed. So pretty amazing how much a week of baseball can really change things. Now, what does today look like? The Minnesota Twins can clinch the AL Central tonight, home field advantage in the wildcard series with a win over Cincinnati, and if the White Sox do lose to the Cubs. Um, and I think that's what really most uh, White Sox fans are interested in. The Rays can clinch the number 1 seed in the American League, which is not on the table, obviously, for the Sox anymore, with a win over the Phillies or the A's losing to the Mariners in one of the two games of a doubleheader today. Uh, the Yankees can lock in the number 5 seed in the American League, and the Blue Jays can lock into the number 8 seed with a Blue Jays loss to the Orioles. Now, if you're wondering on the, what could happen with the Cubs, they can clinch the NL Central and the number 3 seed in the NL uh, with a home, if they can beat the White Sox or the Cardinals lose to the Brewers. Cubs are right now pretty much locked into that three spot. The White Sox, tonight is a huge game on many levels. Uh, number one, you just got to get a win. I mean, when you're, you're, when you're in this level of a slide that nobody saw coming, and now you're 10 games over 500, still a great, uh, I mean, hey, if, if somebody said today you'd be in the playoffs on September the 26th, the White Sox would be 10 over, I don't think there's any White Sox fan that wouldn't take that. But when you were sitting there 
uh, after you clinch the division with a 4-3 win over Minnesota and you're 33-17. and uh, This is not the way you wanted it to go. Uh, the White Sox, of course, on a six-game losing streak and have lost seven of eight. Uh, but tonight, why I think tonight is huge is a couple things. Number one, uh, Dane Dunning is starting for the Sox tonight. So who is going to start game three in the wild card series if in all likelihood you get there? Most likely the White Sox are, gonna, are not going to sweep through the first two games, whoever they play, and most likely they're not going to get swept. So you're going to get to a game three, most likely. Who's starting that game? How long is he going to go? Last night, Dylan Cease was not great, as we know. So I'm not sure how the White Sox are thinking right now, but I'm guessing that Dane Dunning probably has an edge. And if he pitches well today, that would be great for Dunning and his confidence in doing it against the Cubs in a game the White Sox really want to win. And I think it could bode well for Game 3. And I don't think whoever starts that game for the record is going to be asked to do a major, major lift. Like, can you can you get through three innings? Can you get through four innings? And then let's hand it over to the bullpen. All hands on deck in a game three. But who starts that game is a big deal. And I think tonight, it's just uh, all eyes, so to speak, on Dane Dunning to see how he'll do. Against John Lester, the White Sox have not lost to a left-handed starter all season long. Lester has been great in his last two starts, but has not been great all year long. So I would like to see the, the White Sox offense uh, get going tonight. By the way, the Sox are in. Now you be in for 2021. Reserve your spot to catch all the action live with the ticket package and get postseason priority for the 2021 season. Call or text Sox Ticks to 312-674-1000 or visit WhiteSox.com today. Coming up on the show, Ryan McGuffey, NBC Sports Chicago, will be with us after 4.30. Brooks Boyer after 5 o'clock. Coming back here, we're going to hear from uh, a bunch of the sound from last night. Jimmy Cordero will get into the bat flip and Wilson Contreras and Cordero hitting Contreras, his reaction afterwards, Ricky's reaction. Uh, and yes, there is news today with Cordero being suspended for three games. Ricky is suspended a game as well. We'll talk about all of that uh, last night. Last night's action in a 10 nothing Cubs win uh, when we get back here. Sox fans, the great sports depot has your official White Sox postseason gear. Team Store is open every Tuesday to Saturday from noon until 4 p.m. at limited capacity. For more information, visit whitesox.com slash depot or follow at at White Sox Store on Instagram. 312-981-7200. Sox fans, let's have a conversation. Let's take your temperature. Are you upset about the way the Sox handled the bat flip last night? Are you, if, if, if need be, do you need me to talk you off the ledge of this losing streak right now and what is possible in the playoffs 312-981-7200 quick timeout 720 wgn it's playoff time for the chicago white Sox. you're playing the guys that have been ahead of you you know for the last few years and so it feels good to, to do it i mean you, you take no no team for granted obviously they're they're the reigning division champs today was was fun to be able to do it at home such a long time coming for this organization and it just got here so fast they have qualified for the playoffs for the first time since 2008 hopefully uh we can keep moving forward this is white Sox weekly white Sox weekly indeed with you till 5.30 today when White Sox pregame will take over. Mark Harmon alongside you on 720 WGN. So 
The fallout from last night, uh, White Sox manager Ricky Renteria getting a one-game suspension and an undisclosed fine as a result of Cordero's, Jimmy Cordero's intentional actions. Uh, so Ricky Renteria will not manage the ball game today. White Sox pitching coach Don Cooper has received an undisclosed fine. Jimmy Cordero has received a three-game suspension and an undisclosed fine for intentionally hitting Wilson Contreras uh, with a pitch last night in the seventh inning. So Cordero did speak after the ball game, and let's let's hear from Jimmy, who claims that he did not do it on purpose. This was him meeting the media. Jimmy, can you explain what happened in the uh, seventh inning on the pitch that hit Contreras, and were you surprised you got ejected after that? Well, guys, I just, you know, it's the game. I just come into the game and do my job. Uh, it's just a bad, bad pitcher, bad pitch to hand, so the ball sink a lot, and that's happened, you know? Were you surprised you got ejected? Well, yes, and I was waiting for that, so I don't think, uh, I was thinking they can't uh, just uh, take me out to the game for a bad pitch, so uh, I got a surprise that. I want to keep the game because I know the situation of the bullpen right now. James Fegan. You're saying that it was not intentional? No, it's not it was intentional. Lamont Pope. Did they give you an explanation for uh, why you were tossed? No, they didn't give me any explanation. Just they talked to Ricky and just I don't hear nothing about it. It's just kind of what's the, the mood with the team after kind of a series of, of tough losses and a, and a bad streak here? How do you kind of stay focused after this? Well, you know we got a we got a good team right now, so it's just bad week. We we keep the head up and keep going. It's it's the only thing we can do. So that was Jimmy Cordero after the game last night. Keep the head up. That's all you can do. Wilson Contreras hitting the bomb in the third inning off of Dylan Cease. The bat flip of all bat flips flipped up to the sky. And I'm assuming that Jimmy Cordero was bothered by that, and he's not being entirely truthful right there that the ball just got away from him. But, uh, hey, sometimes when you're trying to not be suspended for 10 games, that's what you got to do. Ricky Renteria reacted as well after the ball game on the Cordero pitch. Uh, Here's Ricky. You know, Jimmy's got a strong sinker, and uh, I I didn't need him to... to, uh, you know, do what that – the ball got away from him. It was just simply a sinker. He's pitching him in. The ball ran away. Um, you know, that we were limited on what we were going to do. I mean, we put Sanchez out there, for goodness sakes. Uh, it wasn't something that was uh, expected. Um, obviously, we couldn't convince – it was already done. The ejection was done. We couldn't, you know, convince him. Uh, I know I, I was a little livid and uh, because we, you know, were sure of what we were at and, you know – how we viewed it, and uh, but under, understandably, the the umpires have the judgment on that, and uh, they did what they did. Third time this week that Ricky has been ejected from a ball game, and yes, he was a little livid. Don Cooper was incredibly livid, uh, but that is, I don't know. Let's water under the bridge at this point. You're moving forward, although you don't have Jimmy Cordero in the bullpen. Although he's been pitching a ton, so it's like he he needed a break. Uh, I don't think they would have used him tonight anyway, but. Uh, bottom line, White Sox got to get their offense going. I think that is the overall thing, theme here. Uh, 
The Sox are hitting 178 with 27 runs over the last 10 games. That is not going to get it done. But hey, baseball's crazy. You can have a bad week. You can get hot starting tonight, or you can get hot starting Tuesday. But whatever happens tonight and or tomorrow, the White Sox are in the playoffs. That is something that I am reminding myself of and also reminding you. 312-981-7200. Let's see Allen on 720 WGN. Hello, Allen. Go ahead. Welcome hey, to White Sox. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Good, Alan. How are you? Well, I'm enjoying your show. It's a nice warm-up to the ball game. Um, as a soon-to-be 70-year-old lifetime Sox fan, you know, it did get here real quick. And uh, I don't think the bats are going to stay cold very long. Not too much longer anyway. But let's say, God forbid, they stumble and fall. They are really young, <laughs> except for, you know, there's Dallas and Jose, sure, but... All is not, I mean, yeah, lots lost, and I'll be as bummed as anybody, but all is not lost. So what if, you're saying, if, Alan... If it doesn't happen. Yeah, no, so what, right. So what you're saying is that no matter what happens this year, they've already won 34 games, they're in the playoffs, you're basically saying that whatever happens from here is gravy? Am I hearing that right? Absolutely not. I want to go all the way, too. Uh, definitely. After after the way they started, and we can see what they can do, of course I want it all now. But if it doesn't happen, I mean, I'm not ready to throw Ricky overboard or anybody uh-huh. except Yosemite Grandal and Mazzara <laughs> and possibly Dylan Cease. Other than those three. So you, you want to make a package? <laughs> well, I would like to see a 60-40 split between McCann and, and Yosemite. McCann more so than Yosmani. I don't know. He he just has been a disappointment, as has Edwin, as has Nomar, um, as has Dylan Cease. And so I don't, I, do you think Dylan's going to make the playoff roster? You know, people are saying, uh, you know, I've, I've heard people speculate that he won't be on the roster. I don't get that. I, look, you're first of all, to me, he's still a candidate to start game three, as scary as that is. Maybe it's not the best candidate. Maybe it'll be Dane Dunning. Maybe it'll be Ronaldo Lopez. Maybe it'll be a bullpen day. I, I don't know. But, look, what happens if you get in an extra inning game? Who's your best long man on the team right now? You want to throw? Would you rather Gio Gonzalez out there or Dylan Cease? To me, I'm throwing Dylan Cease and hope that he's on. Cubs had a good approach last night. He, at least he didn't walk the ballpark. I, I, for, for me, I'm putting Dylan Cease on my playoff roster, even if he's not starting game three. But no, I'm with you with Dylan over Gio for sure. Yeah. I, what about Dylan versus Ronaldo? Who do you have more confidence in? Dylan. Right. So, I, I to me... I think Ronaldo... I, I'm not, I trust Ronaldo's stuff. I don't trust his head. I, I Yeah, I, I'm not going to speculate on well, that. Okay. He's, he's always been a competitor to me. It's just, look, he's... Uh, well, the, all right. The, the, he seems to get a little unraveled more so than anyone well, else. So I mean, if we're talking about the heads unraveling when he's walking the ballpark, I mean, it's, it sees his head together. I don't know. It's Listen, uh, I, I basic, strictly on talent, none of them have a playoff. Neither of those two have a playoff experience. I would take Cease over Lopez right now. But yeah. you One can make a quick you, comment sure. before I go, and thanks for taking the call. Go ahead. Of course, of course Jimmy Cordero hit him on purpose. Of course, Come on, man. Of course, of course. <laughs> thanks, Alan. <laughs> thanks a lot. Yep, you got it. 312 981 7200. It's White Sox Weekly 720 WGN. Hello, Terry. Go ahead, my friend. Hey, Carm. How are you? I'm great, Terry. Thanks for calling. 
Hey, yeah, real quick, I know um, it's been kind of a feeding frenzy over Ricky Renteria the last couple of days on talk radio, and I, and I think for good reason. But I'm not typically one of those people who scream for the head of the manager or the coach when they've had a bad week. But a, 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 a one instance in particular, the Rodon and Aaron Bummer situation of the other night, it troubled me when I listened to his logic and his rationale. And Ozzie lit him up in the post game, and, and for good reason. He said that he was going to bring both of them in that game. You're going to see them both. So, to my mind, he's thinking, okay, if you're going to see them both, why not bring in the seasoned lefty um, reliever, Aaron Bummer, for that one out, and then bring Rodon in, if you're going to use them both, for the clean inning in the eighth inning. And he didn't do that. He said, you have to find out now what you have, so you don't have to find out in the playoffs. And Ozzy's like, this is the instructional league, dude. This is the penalty right. race. So, I'm, 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 I'm concerned about his logic and his rationale that he thinks more like a triple-A manager than maybe a major league manager. And the second thing I wanted to ask you, Mike, was... Real quick, Terry, go ahead. I'm not not mistaken. I think he's got one year left on his contract, which would mean he's going into the offseason as a lame duck. I think Rick Hahn has to make a decision, either extend him for a couple more years, which I don't agree with, or fire him and start over, because I don't think he's ready for prime time. My concern would be that if they do fire him, the impact on the clubhouse with all those Cuban and and Dominican players, if they would see that as some kind of an act of betrayal. Uh, But I'm I'm curious what you think, what they should do with Ricky going forward. Got got you, Terry. I'm going to have to address this after after news here. I'll talk about it with Ryan. I don't think Ricky's going anywhere in a very short uh, answer, and I'll I'll tell you why after news. Quick timeout for that, 720 WGN. Well, today obviously was a was a uh, it was handed to us right and I think that uh, it wasn't because we wanted that to happen but that's what happened you know you had a pitcher on the other side that really did limit what we were uh, able to string together if anything at all today and uh, I think venture to say I think they'll be a little bit more uh, fired up to go play tomorrow That was Ricky Renteria after the ball game last night. 10 nothing. Cubs took game one of the series. White Sox looking to do a whole lot better today. It's interesting that he mentioned they'll be a little bit more fired up tonight. Like, I do wonder if there was just a drop of a Cleveland hangover. You lose four games the way the White Sox did. All of a sudden, you get a reset and you're back home, and maybe you're just not quite as ready to play, and then you got you Darvish going, and then you got Wilson Contreras hitting bombs, and you got bats flying up in the air. I would think that the White Sox are going to be more than ready to go tonight. Dane Dunning versus John Lester. 6-10, your first pitch. I've got your pregame at 5-30. Sox fans, start planning your 2021 outings to the ballpark. We have party areas of all sizes that can be perfect for you and your group. Call or text SoxTicks to 312-674-1000 or visit WhiteSox.com today. Ryan McGuffey, NBC Sports Chicago, the White Sox Talk podcast, senior producer, diehard White Sox fan with us now on 720 WGN. Guff, did you see any of this nightmare week coming at any uh, point? I mean, I, I, I don't know how you could possibly possibly say yes to that. I mean, you know, we could go or sitting here, uh, what was it, five solo home runs off Trevor Bauer after a rough night. Like, if there was any hangover, I thought last Friday against the Reds, you could make an excuse for it. They had clinched the playoff spot. They had a kind of a, a wall there on Friday night and then come back against Bauer 
hit five home runs and say, okay, here we go again. No. I mean, the answer is absolutely no. Um, I, I would have not believed a scenario that they would have been swept by Cleveland. I, I, knowing that Cleveland's been their Achilles heel this year, I thought, you know, worst case scenario would be they did get one. Um, but no, I mean, how could you possibly write up, uh, write the script that's happened this week? So let's go to the bad flip that everyone's talking about. And I want to be clear. I don't think players should throw at players. That's the the old school mentality is not necessary. There's a way of putting it. But I do think that when Wilson Contreras threw his bat 7,000 feet into the air, that the next time he comes to the plate and the rest of the night and the rest of the series, at least it's in the back of the, eh, they might throw at me. Like I, I, I'm not saying that he quote unquote deserved it, like which is what I put on Twitter last night. I don't, I don't mean like he deserved it, but I think he probably knew that something might be coming at some point, and it did, right or wrong. And I'm not, impo- and Jimmy Cordero suspended for three games, and Ricky's out tonight, mm-hmm. and all of it. But look, it's it's still somewhat part of the game that if you go to that level, it's it you're going to have something coming back at you. It hasn't left baseball, I guess, is my point. Well, you can't be the poster for change the game with the poster child for the bat flip, and then sit there and, and, and go both ways with it. You, you can't. And and it, you know, I had a problem. I saw the bat flip in the moment. I know the replay certainly. You get every every replay you saw, you see that bat come way up in the air. Um, look, I I put it on Twitter uh, last night. I, I have no problem with it because if you ha- look, there's, there's there's really two sides here. There's not an in between. Either you're pro-bat flip or you're anti-bat flip. And I think some of the people who thought they were pro-bat flippers are maybe need to like look in the mirror today because I just don't understand how you could be like, yeah, we got, you know, we're behind Tamara saying baseball needs to be more fun. We need more of this. And then just be like, oh, there's a limitation on how far you can throw the bat or how high you can throw the bat. No, that's not how it works. Either it's yes or no. There's no... Maybe on this on this case, I had no problem with it. Uh, I'm not a huge Wilson Contreras guy, but I have no problem with what he did. In a lot of ways, the Cubs are, are in a situation similar to the White Sox. They've been in a really bad stretch. They can't score. Their offense is atrocious. And what did he do? He came up with a big hit, gave his team a boost at a time when they needed it most. He flipped the bat towards the Cubs' dugout. If he would have flipped that thing 100 feet in the air towards the White Sox' dugout, I think that's a different conversation. When Tim Anderson flips his bat, it's always been towards the White Sox' dugout. He didn't. It wasn't at somebody or malicious towards anyone. I have no problem with it whatsoever. You have a problem with it, get him out. You know, I think Rick Hahn said it this morning. If you have a problem with it, Get him out to next time. It was the third inning. I was watching the game last night with a few friends, and I said, like, they all kind of laughed and like looked at me for some reaction. And I said, hey, I hope Tim Anderson comes up in the fourth or fifth, you know, and flips it higher. That was my exact reaction in the moment. It's my exact reaction right now. I can't believe 24 hours later that this is so. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I, I should be able to, especially with Twitter, that this this line in the sand, like, oh my god, like look what he did, and he did. I didn't. I thought. If they if they truly did throw at him last night, I thought that was a little bush, to be honest with you, just because of where the White Sox has have stood as a as an organization with this, and, and they have the change the game mantra. And if if Jimmy Cordero was instructed to hit Wilson Contreras, we now obviously that's all been poo pooed, and the White Sox said that did not happen, and, and you have to believe him for that. But you know, if you go back on the unwritten rules, this is all part of it. It was unfortunate. I mean. 
get the guy out. You know, then what's he do when you when you're throwing Yomer Sanchez, he homers again. I mean, it just was a bad bad night at the end of a bad week for the White Sox. And you know, at this point, as a Sox fan, like you better hope that they flip. That, like you get a bat flip on your side tonight. And I wouldn't be like, don't be surprised because it's Wilson Contreras here. I, I mentioned I'm not a huge fan. Wilson Contreras may hit one tonight and flip it higher. So <laughs> this conversation may carry on into Sunday because now you did put him, at the, you plugged him in the back. He already homered again later in the game. Don't be surprised. Like this, you know, be careful what you wish for. You can't have it. Well, it's interesting too because if we're all about fun and we want entertainment and we want some serious, uh, yeah. You know, jaw dropping out there. Well, we might as well throw in there that uh, Contreras could do that baffle and scream at Cease or point at the White Sox dugout. And that, by the way, should be allowed. And you still should have to get him out, which would be another step further. But you're right. Of course, he just looked at the Cubs dugout and he doesn't have yep. an, exa- an exact, you know, bat flip meter on how high it was going. The dude was excited. He had a huge homer. As you pointed out, the Cubs have been absolutely atrocious. You know, getting runs on the board, and that was a big hit last night. I, he, but it was interesting. Like to his credit, he was the one that got hit. And yes, it was against Yolmer Sanchez, but he dropped the bat as quickly as you could, just ran around the bases like Carl Lewis, and made as little bit of a deal about it as possible. His second homer. Now again, it's against Yolmer, but he he tried to be respectful as best that Will, Wilson Contreras could be, even after he got hit. Yeah, I mean, again, that's what I'm saying. Like he didn't try to one up his own. Stage the first time, and like, Rizzo, Rizzo after the game was the one who said, like, I think kind of instructed him, "Hey man, we need something. If you're the guy who does it tonight, you know, flip it or do something fun." I had the privilege of going. You got me all fired up now. I had the privilege of going to the Dominican a couple years ago, like a year and a half ago, with a lot of the guys who are up now, Dylan Cease included, Dane Sunny included, and we went to a Dominican Winter League game. And I'm telling you right now. That's a different experience. Guys are flipping bats. There's walk-up music. They play the guys' walk-up music in between pitches. You can't sit here and say baseball is boring or baseball needs more of this and then kind of pick, go backwards on that. It's either one or the other. I think every guy should bat flip, but I, I know that there are people who, who might think otherwise. I'm okay with both ways of thinking. I'm just not okay with saying, well, it's good when my team does it and it's bad when the team my team's playing against does it. So... It's one or the other. Like I said before, it's it's very clear. It's a yes or a no. Maybe it's not a decision here. It's one of the the, the boxes to check, and it's pro bat flip, anti bat flip. And if there are some Sox fans that are wavering, uh, you know, after last night, maybe you're more anti bat flip, and that's okay. It's okay. It's 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 going to work out. And if you're anti bat flip. And the Cubs do it tonight, then, like, you can be mad. That's okay. But I'm not a big proponent of drilling guys. I'm not. I'm not a big 95 to 100 miles. All these guys throw it 95 to 100. And you're just asking for a lot. Of, you're asking for trouble. And uh, I mean, it, it, you don't want injuries. And then you don't want it coming back right. on you either. You know, like, if it's not Jimmy Cordero, like Jimmy Cordero this is, there's no games to suspend these guys for now. You don't want this to carry or linger into the postseason. You just don't want that to be, hey, the White Sox are this team that does X if you do this. And um, Yeah, I mean, the flip thing is uh, hopefully that's put to bed tonight because, you know, the real issue is on the field right now. It's not a bad flip. They need to turn things around, and they need to do it tonight. 
Guffy, Guff, you want to hang on for a second? We'll, I'll throw a couple yeah, more questions sure. at you. All right, we got a yeah. two-minute timeout. I'll come back with Ryan McGuffey, NBC Sports Chicago. Brooks Boyer's coming up after 5 o'clock. White Sox and Cubs, of course, coming up at 6.10 at 7.20 WGN. Hey, Sox fans, FanDuel, Paradise Sportsbook, America's number one sports betting app and an official sports betting partner of your Chicago White Sox is officially live in Illinois. To get in on the action, download the FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook app now and place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the Chicago White Sox. Our conversation with Ryan McGuffey right now from NBC Sports Chicago, sponsored by Mazda of Orland Park and ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. Guff, if we do split game one and two, or if the White Sox, I should say, split games one and two of the wild card round, who starts game three? Ronaldo Lopez. Wow. I think, uh, there yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, I think it's Ronaldo Lopez. Um, uh, I, I think Dylan Cease is, is out of the conversation right now. Um, I think last night was kind of a – I think that was at least for, for final evaluations, as final evaluations go, I think Dylan's probably more of a guy who might – be backing somebody up in that third game. Um, but I think Lopez, you know, I, I was doing this last week in the office with Chuck. I told Chuck prior to Lopez's start against Cleveland, I said, Chuck, bold prediction right now, Ronaldo Lopez will be your game three starter if there's a game three. And he looked at me, he's like, well, let's see what happens tonight. I go, I'm just putting it out there so now so I don't react to what he does tonight. And, you know, he pitched really well. Like, ever since he's come back from Schaumburg, he's been very solid. Obviously, 15 and a third, I think. Uh, he shut down some some good teams. I mean, he did everything you want him to do against Cleveland. He just looked like a different pitcher. And I think if you're just going for, and I think he's made 85 career starts, 85 or 86 career starts. He's had postseason experience, albeit his rookie year with Washington. But I just at this point think you lean on a guy who maybe you don't. You're not sitting there leaning on Dane Dunning's seventh career start to be a do or die playoff game, and maybe. Dane Dunning's coming out of the bullpen in the second inning. If it doesn't go well for Ronaldo Lopez, like he's a guy you'd turn to. But I just think right now, you could certainly, like, if it's Dane Dunning, if, if he ends up being the game three star, not surprised at all. I think Ronaldo Lopez will be the guy. That's just my opinion. It's interesting. Dunning going tonight, of course. Lopez is tomorrow. And I guess game three is Friday. Is that right? Thursday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There's no break? No, there's no break. There's no days off. So that would would set it up really nicely. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday sets it up for Dane Dunning to be right on schedule. So... Yeah, so yeah, Lopez, I, Lopez in theory, will be going on three days rest. I mean, which I yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, maybe, maybe based off of tonight's result, like let's say, let's say you know, worst case scenario, Sox lose tonight, Indians win. Sox are locked into the number seven seed, and they're playing Oakland. And you already know that going into tomorrow. Do you start Lopez? Probably not. Um, at least I would think no. But again. I don't know. If there's still the division title. Here's the thing. As bad as it's been, it's been awful, right? It's just not been a, a good seven days. If the White Sox win today and tomorrow, obviously very feasible, and the Twins lose one and the Indians lose one, the White Sox win the AL Central. Could happen. Like It could, it, it could, go, it could be this bad and, and, and still turn out as the White Sox winning the AL Central. Now, 
you're asking for the Pittsburgh Pirates to help you out, and I think last night I thought maybe they'd steal one. But, um, you know, but look, you put yourself in this position. Here's the thing. If we were, I just was asked, I was just talking to somebody about this right before this call. If you would have talked, if, if we would have had this conversation July 15th and said, in the final weekend, the White Sox are going to be 34 and 24 and have clinched a playoff spot. There's not a person alive that would say, oh, man, I don't know. I'm not satisfied. But, again, a week ago, it's just been about the way the way it's happened, right? I mean, I think they were the first or second. I think they were the second American League team to clinch a playoff spot. They had the best. They had, I mean, they had the best record in the American League. They had the best record in the American League, absolutely, and that's that's exactly what I was going to say. So it's been about the process and the way it's happened. You need to get back on the winning ways starting tonight. You, you have to. These guys remember what it's like to win, but when you're in a rut like this and it feels like the walls are are shrinking. You might have forgot that, like, how long ago does last Saturday night feel? You know, if you're a member of the White Sox right now. And if you get in a situation where, God forbid, the Cubs sweep the White Sox, you're going into the playoffs with your last win being 10 days ago. I mean, they need to take the victory tonight. And to have a lefty on the hill, I think, is important for the White Sox. They're trying to become the first team in baseball history to finish undefeated against a left-handed starter. So they beat up John Lester before. I think, you know, if the Sox needed a medicine right now, it should it should be in the form of a left-handed starter. So hopefully hopefully, hopefully that comes to fruition tonight. I've got one minute. Would you move Nick Madrigal up into the two-hole? I would do anything he takes right now. There's, I can tell you right now, uh, there's nothing I would do that just because you've done it before, this guy's been here before. Yes. I mean, I'm answering to your question. Yes. I would move Nick Madrigal up into the tool. You need production. You need guys right now who are rolling. He's been a guy that's been as consistent as anybody, and he can get that. I mean, get on base. He's a pass with two strikes. He sees pitches and Jose Abre- and, and to set up Jose Abreu. Yeah, I, right now I would move Nick Madrigal up. Doesn't would, mean he has to stay there. Doesn't mean he has to stay there till you know the playoffs. Just today, tomorrow, I would move him up. Yeah, they they didn't tonight, but I'd love to see it. Right. Goff, great stuff. Always great to have you on, my friend. All right, brother. Talk to you later. Ryan McGuffey, NBC Sports Chicago. Quick timeout, 720 WGN. It's 720 WGN. The Vice President, Chief Marketing Officer of the Chicago White Sox, Brooks Boyer, is with us. Brooks, I'm guessing you've had better weeks watching the ball club here. we got two to go here starting today. be great to get a win today, but this has not been an easy week even for someone in your seat. No, it's not easy for, for – look, I'm a fan first, so – it's it, it is. It's been a it's been a tough week, um, you know. Especially when you come off of uh, a situation where you're so excited. It's the first time we've made the playoffs in in quite some time uh, to to have a dip. Uh, but I was I was talking to someone uh, earlier today, and and they said, well, I remember that dip in in '05 too. Uh, so you know ne- you never know. Baseball is such a hard game, and. Um, you know, when 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 you go through a stretch like this, uh, you just hope you can come out the other side. We running out of time to come out of the other side, but come next week, uh, we're gonna wherever we play uh, the postseason games. You know, I, I, I'm very confident our team will come to compete and uh, make White Sox fans proud. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a tough it's been a tough stretch, uh, but um, I I have confidence that our guys can. Uh, can get it together and 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 play ball the way that they have been playing most of the year. I love that you Maybe brought it starts today. Yeah, absolutely. And to, I mean, everything is pointing the White Sox direction today. 
crush left-handed pitching. John Lester on the mound for the Cubs. I would think it'd be a, a great night to get well at guaranteed right field. I love that you brought up 05 because I remember that panic and Ozzy took on, you know, a lot of heat, but just pulled him out of the nosedive and then 11 and 1. So, I mean, no one saw that coming. Not a single person. The most optimistic White Sox fan didn't think that was going to happen in the playoffs. So, it's a good reminder that yeah. literally anything can happen. Anything can happen in the postseason. And, you know, I, I try not to sound like that guy that lives in, in, in 05. Uh, but you know, there's there's been other there's been other examples, I'm sure, outside of the White Sox. But that's something we we all remember. And and like I said, this 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 is a very hard game. And um, you know, once once it's uh, clicking, uh, you can go on a roll, and anybody can go on a roll. So uh, I look forward to seeing our guys compete. You know, I know they've got the. Uh, the, the the talent and and the fortitude to be able to do it. Well, and even outside of the White Sox, just to point it out, there if you look at the numbers, there's actually no real, if you're going into the playoffs and you've won five of six, you start out well, or if you've lost five of six, none of that exists when you look at the numbers. So it's just a baseball fact, It's which is I think we all can understand because baseball is a really weird game that is incredibly hard to predict. And, you know, I was watching the game last night, Brooks, and they're, they're panning and they're showing guaranteed rate field, and I had this, like, twinge of just disappointment. Like, it would have been such an awesome 40,000 people night. Parking lots would have been going nuts. Radio shows would have been doing remotes. People would have been having just a phenomenal time. Beautiful September night. I'm sure that, like, that's one night of many that you've probably felt that this year. Yeah, there, there. You know, I, I thought that more along the lines in the twin series uh, or or the no hitter. Uh, look, I, I have a pretty good sense of White Sox fans, and and although we may have said that uh, at seven o'clock, I don't I don't think White Sox fans would have wanted to be in that ballpark uh, ten o'clock last night um, with the, with the way that that game went down. But hosting our fans back in the ballpark and you know, there, there's 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 an energy that that comes from the fans and you, you players can certainly feed off of that and it, we look forward to the day that we can have our fans back in the park so yeah let, let's look forward here and, and I guess we could start with Sox fest 2021 which you guys announced uh, because of the pandemic's not going to happen uh, this year so it was scheduled for January 22 and 23 at McCormick place and you guys are working on ways to try to connect with fans this winter. So that's uh, obviously a disappointment, something that fans really look forward to. you have any idea what you might have in mind of, you know, to sort of try to do something that is SoxFest light? Like, I don't, I don't know what it would be, but uh, these are the challenges you have on your table here, Brooks. Yeah, certainly. I mean, we, we want to be able to engage with our fans as much as we possibly can. And, you know, if the Sox Fest is always such a fun time because you know, you're, you're, you're kind of letting the last year go and, and looking forward to the excitement of, of the coming year. And, you know, unfortunately, with the, the pandemic and what we're up against, uh, there's, there's just no way to predict when you'd be able to have gatherings of, of people. And you know, obviously, when you look at January, we're, we're not too far off, which is a little bit scary. So, you know, we, we are going to look at a lot of different ways to stay connected with our fans, engaged, uh, engage, stay engaged with our fans, uh, because we do feel like, you know, even with the last week, that 
you know, the White Sox have something special that's brewing here, and, and people want to be a part of it. And, and we've had a number of people that, that feel like it's kind of ground floor time and, and, and are jumping on. We're seeing it with interest in, in season tickets, and, and we are selling season tickets for 2021 at a really rapid pace. Uh, new season tickets of, of people uh, ready to commit to, to, to come out to the ballpark in, in hopes that there's a vaccine or a set of treatments uh, that allow us to, to, to welcome fans back to the ballpark. Yeah, and I've been reading many a, a White Sox uh, ticket read for 2021, so it's still up in the air, but as you just said, if fans want to be set up, if, if we get the full go here, that's what they should be doing, correct? No doubt. Uh, you know, you look, you want to you want to reserve your seat. Uh, something special is 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 happening. I mean, you can you can see it with the, the the young players, with the attitudes of the young players. Uh, this 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 has a chance for a window to be open for quite some time, and uh, people understand that. They want to make sure they secure their seats uh, for when we do have fans in the park. Uh. I'm looking forward to it. Let's 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 fill it up, and obviously we want to do this. Uh, we want everybody to be safe and enjoy baseball the way that we are used to enjoying baseball. There's a cool thing you guys are doing this coming Monday, Brooks. The White Sox are giving fans quote change the game Sox flags uh, Monday afternoon noon until seven o'clock Chicago time. You can pick up the flags uh, for Tuesday's Wild Card Series opener. You drive through a pop up tent that's located in Lot B. Uh, near the Chicago Sports Depot at Guaranteed Rate Field. So what what do we got here, Brooks? Well, we just talked about how do you stay engaged with your fans. Uh, our we we know we have a terrific fan base that um, has has supported us, continues to support us, and we can tell by the TV ratings that uh, people like this team. And we want to do something just to create some excitement around the start of the postseason. And how fun in 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 Chicago when we got both teams that are that are going and you know we we wanted to do something and and you know be able to let people kind of drive to the ballpark feel like they're they're having a a baseball experience uh come to the ballpark uh, drive through pick up a free change the game flag that's been our our moniker and our motto all year of of really trying to change the way white Sox baseball is perceived uh, the way white Sox baseball is played uh, and and that process has started I mean, to, to be in the postseason for the first time, uh, it's it's step one. Uh, next step is to compete in the postseason, and uh, that that changes the game uh, big time for for us and for our fans. So we have flags. Swing on by, drive through, grab a flag, fly it with a lot of Sox pride while we uh, we we take that next step, and that next step is going to start uh, next Tuesday. Uh, so if you are Light on your White Sox gear. The Chicago Sports Depot will be open. Pick up your flag, head on into the depot, and uh, get your latest jersey or, or whatever you're, you're ultimately looking for. We just thought this would be a fun way for us to uh, kick off the playoffs and, and, and hopefully uh, put ourselves in a position to make an extended run. Brooks Boyer, Vice President, Chief Marketing Officer, the Chicago White Sox, with us here on 720 WGN for a couple more minutes. Yeah, I keep on hearing about the quote-unquote playoff atmosphere that's going on at Guaranteed Rate Field. I know, obviously, you've been in the ballpark plenty this this summer slash uh, yeah. fall now. Can you explain that, how it how it's actually feels intense, even though the fans are not there? It it, it, it does. I, I, I go back to that twin series um, 
it, it was it was awesome. There there was an energy in the ballpark, and our our game operations staff, headed by Chris Quintana, uh, Dan Melky's been on the uh, the audio board. You know, we've we've had to adjust uh, to just full time people who are putting on the game presentation, and and they've done a really great job. Uh, of of making it feel like there are times you can sit in our ballpark and you feel that there are thirty five thousand people there, um, you know especially Giolito's no hitter, you know the 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 crowd noise just kind of kept coming up and and there was this crescendo that was uh, that was building, and and they can they have the ability uh, to to make it feel like there are fans in the stands and uh, you know hopefully we host. Next Tuesday, we'll see what happens. We'll see how this all shakes out. Um, and if we do, uh, there's going to be a, a, a feeling of a, of a postseason game. And we know what that feels like. You know, fans are hanging on every pitch, and, and you want to build that up as much as you possibly can because you know, these guys deserve to have a, a feeling of a, of a true playoff game. And that's what we're trying to deliver for them. So I just want to take a drop of credit here that I don't deserve, Brooks, but uh... – <laughs> in, in in 2008, a gentleman by the name of Ray Garcia showed up at WGN Radio, and I was producing the was Sports Central at the time. Good old David Kaplan was hosting, and this guy Ray Garcia wanted to intern at GN, and we wanted to hire him. I mean, this guy was right out of Northwestern, Medill, the whole thing. And then he called me up two days after we offered him the internship and said, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go work for the White Sox. And now he's, he's filling in for Gene Honda as your public address guy. He's been with you since 08. He is. So we, the voice <laughs> of the White Sox, Ray Garcia. He's doing a terrific job. We tried to hire him, at, and he and he made the wise decision to go into professional baseball. Just wanted you to know uh, that. Ray, Ray, Ray is, uh, is, is terrific in our – Media relations, public relations department, and because he does have some uh, some some history um, with calling games, uh, was was the guy that was ultimately tapped to uh, to be able to be our PA guy this year, and and has done a really nice job. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, Scott Merkin wrote up a nice piece on MLB.com, so we'll give giving Ray a shout-out on White Sox Weekly as well. Brooks, uh, I can't wait to see you at the ballpark next year, and hopefully it'll be back to normal. But uh, if not, then whatever form it is, then uh, hey. But first things first, let's uh, get these, let's get on a run here, a little playoff run. I know that you would love it. I know White Sox fans would love it. So, um, hey, let's get a win today. No doubt. And I, and I, and I hope your phone lines are lit up next Saturday. Um, because we're in the uh, MLB bubble. That's the plan. That is the plan. Actually, I wanted to ask you about that. What does that look like as far as the team traveling? Like, what kind kind of support staff gets to go? Do you know? My understanding is the the, the traveling party it will be obviously mostly baseball people in our media relations, public relations uh, group uh, that that will be able to. Uh, communicate back to to us what's going on. It's it's going to be a smaller group that you know is inside. You know we're calling them the neutral sites, but most people know them as the as the bubbles. And uh, we'll we'll be in California. The National League will be in in Texas, and then uh, the World Series will be played in in Arlington, Texas. So you know our guys will go in there. Uh, obviously. Uh, our bubble experiment won't be nearly as long as what the NHL and 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 the NBA have have gone through, uh, but it makes a lot of sense because 
everybody wants these games played. You know, we want to crown a champion. It was not a 162-game season. It was a sprint as opposed to a marathon. Uh, but when you go through a playoffs, which which we're going to see, I anticipate a highly competitive playoff, and, and, and whoever wins that World Series trophy will have earned uh, the right to be called world champion. So it, it, it'll be a lot of fun uh, to see, and, and understanding that you have to be as safe and as cautious as possible uh, so the virus doesn't take away uh, this postseason. So, Rick Brooks, appreciate it. We're up against the clock here. I got to cut the uh, cut you there, but you're absolutely right. Whoever wins the World Series this year will have ten times earned it. It's incredibly tough. We appreciate Brooks uh, being on today. Hey, tickets along those lines for the Chicago White Sox Charities Car Raffle presented by Mazda of Orland Park remain on sale until September 28th at 1 p.m. Purchase tickets for your chance to win a Mazda CX-30 specially designed by a White Sox fan. Visit whitesox.com slash soxcar for more information. And you can experience the all-inclusive Guaranteed Rate Club in 2021. This private club includes in-seat service, parking, and unlimited food and beverage. Ticket packages start at 20 games. They include flexible payment plans and postseason options. For more information, call or text 312-674-1000 or visit whitesox.com at 720 WGN.